Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief for comicallyinclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the social media manager. I'm Jared. I am the content producer. And I'm Whoa. Brianna Bright. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brianna. That, that was a weird thing that just got overshadowed what by your name. Yeah. What, what, is your, what is your name again, Brianna? <laughs> Brianna yeah. Bright? Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. I got excited because that's the first time I've ever heard him that's say that. That's the first time he's ever yeah. gotten his title correctly. Yeah, you know. Holy just, shit. I'm a less whimsical uh, version of myself, so this is a, this is a serious Jared. He's a... And, and we also have our head writer and uh, author, Brianna Bright, uh, in the studio tonight. Brianna, say hello to the fine folks at home. Hello, fine, fine folks at home. <laughs> Actually, Heather, being the technical wizard that you are, would you bring my camera up a skosh? I feel like the top of my head is is uh, in the – almost touch it. Like, look. You have I'm a like big head, out. man. I'm, I'm, like, taking off up there. Wrong camera. Wrong camera. <laughs> <laughs> I think one day we're going to get this right. We're going to – man, someday we're going to be the best show in the world number like, one not like entertainment wise we are the best show in the world but um <laughs> from like a getting our shit together standpoint have you seen uh, deal or no deal <laughs> it's a we, good fucking show <laughs> yeah we spent like 45 minutes watching deal or no deal at a restaurant the other day we, we spent 45 minutes after we were supposed to be back at work watching deal or no deal <laughs> that was uh, uh, it was a good episode though it was a, it was a good time it was a good time I, we were almost going to take money on uh, who's <laughs> how much money was in each briefcase. We were like handpicking. It was, yeah, it was it was a whole ridiculous thing. Blake, how was your week? It's been good. It's been busy. So yeah. we've been working nights and days. So yeah, I know uh, you were going to work on uh, a subway until two this morning. Yeah, well, it ended up being until six. So gross. Yeah. All right, Brianna, you've been doing all right. Yeah, I've been doing well, good. Welcome to the studio. Uh, you actually. Uh, a few years ago, we're on our just audio only podcast, but this is your first time on the the live stream, so it is, yeah. we're glad to have you. I'm excited to be here. Do you like news? <laughs> no. Oh, well, <laughs> too bad. Blake's gonna break some news down for us. Here we go with rumor mill. <laughs> like, well, f you, Blake. <laughs> where's the Where's the audio? Why's Why don't we have music? Cool, 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 cool. Extra, extra. Read all about it. I can do it. So, all right. So, Jared, I think you should wait a little bit longer. But anyways, there we go. So, Shiba Gorath. You know, we heard with Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness. That's who it was. Then we got the preview. We're like, well, I mean, it was very much Shimagorath. It even looked like it. Yeah. Who and the F is Shimagorath? He's a big one-eyed tentacle monster uh, from a certain s- string of Japanese videos that I've watched. No, he's a, <laughs> he's a villain from the Marvel Universe. How do you spell it? Uh, <laughs> well, I probably didn't even spell that right. So, <laughs> but uh, so H E N T A I. Uh, because of uh, licensing problems with uh, Conan, we are calling him Gargantos. Yeah. So that's what they're going with. Okay. So, I, yeah, I, I, I know that I was anticipating it being Shumagorath, and then right. all of a sudden people start talking about Gargantos, and, like, his name is on the toys and, like, the, the Legos right. and all that shit. So, uh, And Gargantos has only been in, like, one comic one time, right? right? Yep, just one time. So. Uh, you know, we got tentacles, so I guess we're good for that. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Uh, so also, uh, American Chavez, uh, oh, concept art was released. And she was actually originally supposed to be in No Way Home. 
I had heard something about this, actually. A concept art got released, I think, just a couple of days ago, and uh, she was actually supposed to be the one bringing the Spideys to the portal and not Ned. Uh, but I guess they changed their mind, rerouted things. I'm sure it has something to do with delays on movies that kept getting pushed back. But that's kind of an interesting take of them bringing her in there. So of, that's the reason why we got the Ned with the yeah, magic abilities. That's kind of a last-minute idea, I guess, somebody came up with. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, so that's like a COVID era rewrite issue. Is that what we're looking at here? I, honestly, I think it's probably something to do with that. Okay. Can, can I say something that may be an unpopular God, please opinion? Please say something. I hate the character Ned. I've never liked him. <laughs> don't like him at all. So what's your big issue with him? Yeah, I just don't like him. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just, uh, uh, it's just one of those things or something. Like, eh, whatever. Like, it's just, it's just an odd. He, he plays his role fine. But um, I don't want to see him as a villain. I really don't. Like, I just don't think that that actor can pull off like a weird broken friendship vil- type villain character. And I feel like if they go that way, it's just going to be very strained. And I'm really cool if they just keep them not knowing each other. And he's just not in the movies anymore. I honestly, I, it, it I really wouldn't bother me. I yeah. genuinely believe that the second half of those movies, if they don't go with Ned being like hobgoblin or anything else is going to be him phasing out. And just maybe the, uh, it's they're either going to have M- MJ and him rekindle something, or it's going to, pull the way into having Gwen Stacy maybe from a different universe kind of pull in like a love story between those two or, you know, some sort of setup like that. I don't think we're going to see Zendaya go anywhere. I think we're just definitely going to continue to see that MJ in the MCU. She's coming back for whatever. Um, it actually has comic standing for him. Yeah, the the Ned character in the comics was the Hobgoblin. Yeah, I, um, but we don't know if they're going to go that not route magic. or if they're just going to give like a nod. You know, if that was just fan service. Yeah, the nod. Ma- the magic thing was not strange, but it was just odd to say, "Hey, Ned can do magic, but he also is you know going to be Hobgoblin at some point." So I don't know. It's it's just. Uh, I'm I'm hoping they take Spider-Man into a more uh, universal storyline instead of him in New York City continuing to do his stuff. So, well, I think that No Way Home leaves us with a question of knowing that Norman Osborn does not exist in the MCU. So we have no Norman. We yeah. have no Harry Osborn I don't in the MCU. Completely take him out of New York. I mean, he's always been mainly in New York. I mean, he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Unless yeah. you go off, you know, with some well, other. Variants. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily mean not have him be in New York in terms of that. I just meant I'd like to see him begin interact with get out of his little you know, new group. stuff like you know introductions into you know young young Avengers or if he's going to be you know if the X Men get introduced like he's going to be doing stuff with them instead of just him having a standalone movies. I guess what I'm what I'm driving at is I don't know that we'll ever have a Goblin in the MCU Spider Man past the Willem Dafoe Goblin. Sure, because we've already had two runs of them. Yeah, and I don't think they've left an opening for that, which there's a lot of other goblin-type characters. There's right. Jack-O-Lantern. You know, you could, Hobgoblin has been a litany of characters. That It wasn't just Ned. There's been a lot of people that have been Hobgoblin. Sure. Uh, and Peter then Parker's there's Demogoblin. Hobgoblin. And, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of options to bring a goblet in, but I just don't think it's necessary. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, X-Men, I would love to have seen a Spider-Man, Deadpool... <laughs> Oh, crossover. Yeah. I know it's probably never going to happen, but uh, <laughs> I mean it's not not going to happen. I mean, yeah. the, Deadpool will be in the MCU at some point. They have to let Deadpool cross Spider-Man sometime. Yeah. I mean, they they have to. Some of the <laughs> funnier interactions in comics have been between Spider-Man and Deadpool just because of how 
you know sarcastic both of them are but in completely different directions it's it'd be really especially with tom holland you know that'd be a really good interaction even if it's just like a one minute clip i mean that's all it'll just give us a little bit nope whole movie so in the marvel (laughs) in the marvel comics universe deadpool is in love with Mm spider-man um and i think we need to see that ryan reynolds tom holland (laughs) uh, oh that'd be so cute (laughs) yes uh relationship on screen because they have a little bit of a uh social media rivalry the two of them yeah which is kind of fun it's it's very akin to the problems he has with hugh jackman where they you know they're really good friends but they pretend to hate each other on social media yeah but yeah uh then also i mean i I like this actress but i hope she's not sue storm but charlize (laughs) theron uh as sue storm I was a little rough on Charlize there at the uh, yeah. on our introduction. She's not elderly or anything, but no. I do think she is too old to be introduced, right? As Sue Storm, I... yeah, if for for multiple reasons. I I would assume is because one, if you're thinking introduction in the Fantastic Four, you're gonna want to do the same thing you did with every other major storyline actor, and that you want to get them in an age where they're gonna be able to do five six seven movies without it going crazy i mean robert downey jr aged but it was a believable age frame you know right. from beginning iron man to end game to where yeah. nobody was going oh well that's odd i don't think charlie's the throne is gonna be at a uh, super old looking but i think <laughs> i think it's one of those things where yeah yeah i mean yeah danny i mean i could see where you want a 20 something year old you know <laughs> uh woman you know just play every time we Every time we say Charlize Theron on the sh- the show, and anyone pronounces it differently, Blake looks at me like, oh, "Did you hear him? Get him. <laughs> did, I, did I did I say it wrong? I don't know. Ask that guy. guy He's the one that knows all the proper ways and to say things. You know, on- <laughs> honestly, when they were talking about fan casting and stuff, the whole John Krasinski and Emily Blunt would be to me be a very perfect um, setup because you already have you know the previous relationship, both very well established actors. Um, John Krasinski would play a great Mr. Fantastic, both from, you know, a charismatic standpoint and also, you know, I think he could play that range. And I mean, I, I just, I see those two being really well defined in those roles. I don't think that that's necessarily going to happen, but that's probably one of the better castings they've. And I really don't want to see a Seth Rogen Ben Grimm. I just don't. I mean, it's just a voice, but I get it. Like yeah. Bradley Cooper is Rocket Raccoon. You probably didn't expect that to be as good as it is either. He's a great actor. He's very versatile. He can play I just, anything. I, I didn't see it's... him as Rocket Raccoon though. He... I could see him as anything. Look, look up how much Vin <laughs> Diesel got paid to say "I am Groot" for a couple of yeah. movies, and yeah. you'll yeah. get real. It's ridiculous. Real freaking mad. It's but great. the thing I ha- the thing I have to say about this is that the MCU is going younger all the time. They're leaning into younger heroes, and sure. I. That means we're going to have the potential to have these younger stars on screen for upwards of 20 years playing these characters right. and able to come back. But if we cast older actors as our core superheroes, i.e. the Fantastic Four, Marvel's sure. first family, then we don't have a guaranteed 20-plus years out of them for uh, for movies. Yeah. And if we're, we've waited this long to hopefully get a decent version of the Fantastic Four, I feel like when they hit the screen, they need to be people that can be around for a long time. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, think about Charlize Theron. Like, she's kind of like Paul Rudd. She doesn't age. She could probably pull that off, honestly, but, for another 20 years. So, so here's the one thing that we haven't talked about is longevity of the actors and actresses saying, yes, I'll play this role for 10 years. Charlize Theron is, I would say, in terms of the actors and actresses that they've, 
castage is probably one of the ones that like i don't necessarily need to pad my resume like i think it'd be fun for her but i don't know if they're gonna get her for five or six movies where she's gonna go yeah sure i'll play this role if it was a one-off or maybe a couple sure but i i I would rather them cast a more unknown or lesser known person that they can get for that amount of time uh you know kind of like a sebastian stan who was who was a good actor but also that his role in this was probably you know in uh the captain america winter soldier was uh, you know, one of his bigger roles he's ever had, so it kind of yeah, you know, pushed him into stardom. So, but, Brianna, shut up! <laughs> I swear you talk so much. Yeah, what do you, let what us do get you a think? Word edge. What do you think about this, Charlie Theron? Yeah, 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 nay. What do you? What, what, what's your take on this? Um, I get Danny's point about wanting to keep the longevity of an actor, but it would also be cool to see, like, especially older women cast in these super roles. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> well, you, we got Glenn Close and Guardians of the Galaxy as Nova Prime. <laughs> yeah, we got, that one time they said, we got yeah, sure. Kate Blanchett as yeah. Hela. Um, Kate Blanchett, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a superhero, but we got Angela Bassett and yeah, uh, in Black uh, Panther. Black Panther. We've you, got... And, uh, and I mean, you've also seen the progression of, um, of all... Um, Damn, I'm so sorry. Uh, Black Widow, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson. Oh. from overly sexualized and like you know the first couple with her suit stuff to all the way to the end where you know in Endgame she's she's looking like she's been through the <laughs> ringer and they they were very proud of you know showing that what's up <laughs> Jesse Brianna if you're being held against your will let them know <laughs> thank you Jesse <laughs> but anyway Jared carry on but what or I I to your point I think that's I don't think that they should say hey let's just go young for the sake of going young but I also think they've done a good job of being able to allow people to age and not be like hey we need you to look a certain way in order to appease this stuff <laughs> granted everybody that's in those movies is just really good looking you know so that that's always a, a fun thing but i mean whoever they <laughs> cast i marvel has a pass for me for at least the next 10 years for casting whoever they cast i'm gonna go yeah sure i'll i'll, I'll buy it because they've been so spot on with pretty much yeah. everything and we cut you per, off per, i didn't even let you much. finish your thought i just defended by not hating old ladies <laughs> which is really funny because she was Baby. trying to advocate for for women of all for, ages and we were just like no no no, 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 no. we're a bunch of white men we're gonna totally interrupt <laughs> you to talk about why yeah. you know defend ourselves let me explain <laughs> to you why that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. We will shut up. And of course, I'm not saying that you're against old ladies. <laughs> I am. I do. I do hate the elderly. <laughs> you're almost there, Danny. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Jesus. You, you just love to see the diversity. Um, Aunt May in Spider Verse. She was so cool. Yes. And really you just was, don't yeah. get enough of that, I feel, in films sometimes. Yeah. It, and you mentioned in the, the women who were uh, in uh, states of uh, um, authority, uh, but not so much a superhero role. That's true. That's very true, actually. Yeah. But also true for our male MCU actors, with the exception of Robert Downey Jr., who I think oh. was like 45 whenever right. he started playing as Iron Man. Um, and Michael Douglas. And I believe Charlize Theron is already in her 50s. Am I incorrect about that? Is Ben in the is Ben? In I the haven't thing? seen him come up hey, yet. Hey, 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 Brittany Shelton, you are our new fact checker. Check and see what Charlize <laughs> uh, Theron's age is. And her current age. Chat. Yeah. I think she's broken 50. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think she's right. I, thought she, I literally thought you were about ready to say, I think she's broken. And I was like, no, oh, no. I think she's elderly. And I think that if they're pairing her with the Fox... Reed Richards and maybe just recasting Sue Storm for that cameo 
that makes sense. Sure. Uh, like, say Jessica Alba won't come back or they've decided oh, no. not to work with her or for whatever reason. Mm. Um, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Mike Casey. Uh, oh, Ben's here. He had a flat tire on the way to work. Charlie oh, Theron, 46 years old. So oh, Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? I take it back. If Charlize Theron wants to be Sue Storm, I guess she's got at least 10 years. And, I mean, she has shown, it. too, in her movies that she can – she can fight like she's oh, not yeah. an awkward fighter like you know she, oh, the uh, netflix movie old, the guard, old guard uh mad max fury road yeah, yeah. she was in that one uh, atomic blonde movie that's like, oh yeah it's very akin that's to really like, john wick style uh fighting so i mean great action star and a great actor like i honestly would like to see her as a villain in the mcu if she wasn't a fantastic you know as sue storm because she's a very good actress oh that's funny <laughs> on the oh, way to this, this work um, our <laughs> human relations specialist and fact checker, Ben, is in the comments now. Also want to say hi to Mike Casey, um, our sponsor with Drop the Mic DJ service, and Jesse Aaron Dew, our longest follower with the live stream and uh, part of Lennox and Jude Photography, one of our sponsors. Oh, yeah, Ken Murphy up there at the top. And Ken Murphy, the father of Cape Con and uh, one of my idols uh, up there in the chat. So... Blake, what was your next uh, point of? So I'm. I know I'm going to say this name wrong. <laughs> so, well, I didn't even put it in the intro because I was so, going to so screw it up. I'm going to say it how I heard someone else say it. Okay. Yeah, so, that's probably a good way to go. So, Nothing bad's so, ever happened from starting. A conversation <laughs> well, they, they like even that. said that they probably said it wrong, but I'm just going to go with because they said it this way. Chakwudi Iwuji. Nope. <laughs> Close enough. Okay. All right. So he is in Guardians of the Galaxy three. He's working yeah. with James Gunn. Isn't it like Chakwudi? Is that how that's pronounced? It doesn't matter. There's a, anyway. a U, not an I, so it may, who knows. Uh, so anyways, uh, he is rumored to be the high evolutionary. Uh, we don't know what his role is, but that's what everybody's assuming now. But, I mean, there's articles online right now about how James Gunn is saying that Feige and everybody on set is just, like, super pumped and amazed about how he's just nailing his character and what his character is doing is that they've filmed so far. I mean, it's like the, the most pumped they are about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right now. So, yeah, he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel. And didn't he voice a character in the MCU as well? Wait, who is uh, this person? Sure. He was the guy that... Um, he's in Peacemaker. The new Peacemaker uh, streams yeah. tomorrow. He's in that. And he uh, was in... Oh, it was Aquaman. He's one of the leaders of Atlantis and Aquaman. I didn't know he was uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Huh. Yes, so he's Ronan's main man. He's the guy that, <gasps> the first person that Star Lord fights. That's oh got my the, god! Yeah, oh, uh, no. Drax rips that cybernetic thing out of the side what, side of his head. What a crazy! That uh, guy's had no? such a it's long a different career. Guy. I know exactly. I, uh, I know that guy. That uh, guy's last well, name starts with a D. He was in the movie with uh, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Blood Diamond. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. No, that's not who this is. This is a different okay. guy. Oh wow, so, Danny. Wow, Danny. Spell this for me. <laughs> you went down a weird right. road, and I went down C there with you. I don't like this C -H -U -K at all. C-H-U-K-W-U-D-I. His last name's I-W-U-J-I. Oh, yeah, no, he's Completely. a totally different guy. Yeah. He was in uh, uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, he, he's also he in Peacemaker. Luke, Luke he, this is his first time being in a Marvel movie. Okay, I take it back. Yeah. Brianna, think about this. Uh Never mind. I was going to talk about Charlize Theron some more. Well, I'll tell you here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sweet. I'm, I'm so all yeah, about it. Yeah, but they're, they're pretty pumped about it, so I'm anxious to see how that well it goes. I do love the inclusi <laughs> inclusivity of adding uh, probably some of the better black actors in Hollywood right now into the MCU in roles that aren't traditionally of color. I do question the fact that Marvel Studios is making all of these characters villains. 
uh, like whether that's maybe the best choice. But, uh, you know, with the exception of like Falcon and Black Panther, they don't really have a lot of black heroes. You know, I... I think I think they're gonna start to rectify that by you know in in the future by bring, being able to bring up uh, you know more uh, heroes of color. But I also think it's kind of a great nod too because when you think about who's carrying these movies, you, the title character, whoever's supposed to be carrying it, but the villains traditionally in most of the best Marvel movies are the reason why those movies were so great. So it was almost like a hey, we're trying to cast the best person to carry this movie because when you really think of like Thor. I mean, uh, Loki's the whole reason why that movie was so well received, you know, and he was the main villain for the, you know, for the phase one of the MCU and, you know, was a big reason why that was also successful. So I think I think that's a great nod for, you know, saying, hey, we want to have the best actors and actresses play in our villain roles, because, I mean, when you really think about the lineup of villains compared to heroes, the villains are almost better actors (laughs) than than our heroes are. So it's true. But they get to come in, kick ass and leave or, you know die but uh and and it's always said as an actor that villains have more fun than than heroes it's uh you get to play a little broader character very true so also we uh justin timberlake is rumored to be a villain in ironheart yeah uh like it's almost guaranteed like he's gonna be an ironheart but now everybody's trying to figure out which villains come in in ironheart and one of the villains that were rumored to be in ironheart is dr doom (laughs) No, that's <laughs> no, that's not. That no. is absolutely not. You look. You are so angry right now. <laughs> Why, Doctor Doom? Doctor so Doom isn't like a, I just him. stole your lunch money type villain. Doctor Doom is a oh no, the world's gonna end. Ironheart's not the movie for that shit. Yeah. No, no, you can have like an introduction. Like I you, mean, you want you no 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 you don't introduce no 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 like. Doctor Doom is a. You call the Avengers. You call the X Men. You call the National Guard. You you go to the yeah. church and pray to Jesus and hopefully he helps <laughs> out. Maybe it's an even fight. Like, well, go get Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Then maybe you're getting. You're getting God, I hope fight. that came through on the camera. Jared's eyes, like he could have killed somebody with the look on his face. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh so hard if that's who they choose. Ah, what, <laughs> uh, I'll walk out. I'll just get up and go. Nope, I'm done. Brianna, <laughs> weigh in. Justin yeah. Timberlake is Doctor Doom. Actor, what do you think? Do you think he'll have a musical number? <laughs> <laughs> he'll steal sexy and then bring it back. That's, that's yeah. the whole plot. <laughs> hey, I mean, here, here's the deal. If they do cast him as Dr. Doom, which I doubt they will, but if they do, he'll probably pull it off. Seriously, like, say what you want, but he, I feel like he's a decent actor. I feel like he's uh, a better actor than singer. It, I would be very not happy if he was cast as... <laughs> I don't even know who the appropriate casting for Doctor Doom would be. I don't have a right. a replacement idea for that, but I know that ain't it. <laughs> you know, who's who's the guy that plays uh, Hannibal and um, oh, the Mads Hannibal Mikkelsen. Lecter? Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Has he has he been a villain in the MCU? No, fuck he you, Danny. Yeah, he was Doctor Strange. <laughs> Oh, son of a bitch! I yeah. was like, that'd be so. That'd be a great casting right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, you don't. You don't mess with Doctor Doom. You, you get that one right. You, been so. you get that one right. I'm behind on the times. I was thinking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the original one. You know, this is not our fault. The MCU has so many people now that it's hard for us to be able to remember everything. So yeah, um, but yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. He's already been in Doctor Strange. Uh, which? Oh, that's right. If he's Wearing the Doctor Doom mask, I guess it's, it's Charlie's no. Theron. Put her as Lady yeah, Doctor Doom. Yeah, Charlie's Theron. 
Because <laughs> ladies can also be doctors. That's true. So That's right, Jerry. That's, That's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, also... We Internet are... points to Jared. <laughs> you can get another point on your gold star added. Yeah. We've uh, been, we haven't been doing the gold stars for a while. I can't believe you're still coming back. <laughs> so, uh, MCU has the Werewolf by Not Night project that they're working on. Yes. Uh, which, you know, with Tie in the Blade, probably Moon Knight. Uh, Laura Donnelly is cast as Nina Prince, which is the vampire by, not, by night, uh, which turns into a werewolf and a vampire. So she's Ooh. casted, and that, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see like the werewolf-vampire thing in the MCU. Okay, at what point does Kate Beckinsale come into this? <laughs> I don't know. She can come in at any time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with I just that. want to show that uh, growth of myself in 2021, I did not react to that. Uh, that was teed up greatly for me to make a perverted joke, <laughs> and I didn't say anything. Hey, so maybe Hugh Jackman will even come in and MCU, but not as Wolverine, but as Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Kate Beckinsale yes. was also in that movie. Right, that's Brian, what's, we that's, have an opening in the podcast. So remember, is recently going to leave because of his <laughs> crazy things that he said. <laughs> tell, tell us the last thing. The last thing's the thing I want to talk about. That, that's this is the one I'm most excited yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so She Hulk, uh, Mark Ruffalo, supposedly at the very end, is going to have a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> a cliffhanger of him like leaving in a spaceship, leaving Earth once again. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to be uh, flying back to Sakar. Sure. He is supposed to be apparently have a son that's there named Scar. Yeah. Scar. And they're supposed to have a father-son trip, and that's going to lead into the Hulk solo movies of the wor- World War Hulk story. However, so what, they're, however they're going to take it. Is it going to be like a flashback story to him hooking up with some lady on Sakar during as a Ragnarok? Big green Hulk? Yeah, I don't know. The whole, it had the to Hulk. be a big lady. To the whole storyline of World War it. Hulk is the Illuminati <laughs> banished the Hulk. He lands on Sakaar. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He becomes fights, the ruler of Sakaar. Becomes the ruler. And then the ship blows up, kills a bunch of people. Then destroys he basically the planet. declares war on the Earth and comes back and destroys everything, which would be absolutely crazy because you have a Hulk that is not – He's mad, but he's not enraged, senseless mad. He is, I'm heartbroken mad, and he is methodical. Like, this guy is a completely different Hulk than we've ever seen in the comics. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I would love to see that come out because the Hulk just, because this would be a great way to introduce the Sentry into the MCU, have him be able yeah. to continue on. It's a great way to put the X-Men into the front light. They've, they've already confirmed, or there's rumors that we talked about last week of Black Bolt being in um, Doctor Strange. Right. And so, and Black Bolt's part of the Illuminati. Um, and so that'd be a great nod there. So, I mean, gosh, what a what a crazy, ugh. That, that's one of my favorite stories. I just want to know, like, on Sakaar, he never was Bruce Banner, you know, till no, the end. the whole time. Yeah. So I just want to know, yeah. who did he make love to while he was well, a big green monster? So he has a queen. I forget her name. Because we just never seen nothing while we watched Ragnarok. We right. seen nothing out there that's the size of the Hulk. I mean, <laughs> are you talking about his penis, smaller. or are you talking about, like? I just want to know. I mean, there had to be another big. Yes, there's a, a giant, larger yeah. species I mean, of that people would destroy on Sakaar most people that, that showed on that yes. movie. I'd like to apologize for the where this conversation is going. Uh, yeah, this is great. apologize for everybody <laughs> thinking about big giant green penises. Don't, Blake, continue. Don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking Tell us about more it. About how, the how big penis. is it? <laughs> if you follow our uh, our link on the on the website, you can definitely see a picture of the whole. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! I'm sorry. I was supposed to Jared's save that for Jared's forearm. after dark's segment. So, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, in in terms of this whole thing, this is this would be a great storyline because you know a lot of the components are there. You have the Fantastic Four because Reed Richards is part of the Illuminati. You have uh, you know Black Bolt, which is part of it. Doctor Strange is part of it. Uh, uh, Professor X is a part of it. Uh, Iron Man is a part of it. But you can kind of you know it, it's fine that he's not there with the Illuminati. Although there are rumors that. Uh, Tom Cruise may be making an appearance as an alternate yeah. uh, universe. Um, don't do it, but <laughs> Tony Stark. I love Tom Cruise. The last uh, Mission Impossible movie t- to me is probably one of the more perfect movies I've ever seen. But I swear to God, Cavill. if Tom Cruise comes into the MCU, I will revolt. Oh, y'all didn't <laughs> so. see this on the list, but uh, there's actually confirmation of this. One last thing is uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Uh, I know everybody's probably just jumping on the boat with, oh, all Fox things, you know, are going to make an appearance in Multiverse Madness. But no, no, like, his actual <laughs> team was already sent papers by Kevin Feige to make an offer for him to make it just a quick appearance on there. Yeah. And, and there's been no recollect or nothing reported of him answering or them rep- reporting back. But he, they were sent a paper asking him, make, making a deal with it. Huh. But they've not responded, so. I, I don't even know what that would look like, Uh a much much older Ben Affleck trying to right. like why be the Fox Daredevil again? Ugh. I don't know. That's so stupid. All right, this this <laughs> whole rumor mill's got so, me upset. It's gonna have to be funny. <laughs> it would have to be funny. There's no way that cameo would be like Charlie Cox and No Way Home. You know, like right. I'm just a really good lawyer. You know, yeah. <laughs> like nothing that badass. So that finishes this week on Rumor Mill. It's weird without the music. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I'm so confused as to what happened. You know, I finally get my title right, and then you guys f up the rest of the podcast. This is stupid. I don't know why I have to come a hundred. I come a hundred percent on the show, and then the show regresses. So, no, no, never again. That's all. Oh, I know. wow. Well, thank you for that, uh, Jared Blake. Fuck. <laughs> You're very All right, welcome. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! I'm just glad that it's two weeks in a row. We're starting to get just a big variety of stuff. Bring, yeah. it, bring on the variety. Don't it's be not just all... stuck on one thing. So, Book of Boba Fett episode three. It's my favorite episode. Episode yet. four. Episode, episode three. Three yeah. dropped today. Um, it's your favorite so far. Yeah. Uh, Jared, you were saying earlier you feel like. You don't really know where the show is going, but I I feel like after watching this, I, I kind of get. I think it's definitely going in a direction. Um, where it's... I think I think the big thing is is the you know the Mandalorian had the catalyst by episode three of Grogu uh, needs to get back to his people, and he accepted the the role of caretaker and the person that's going to bring him to that thing. So you know you had the call to action. You're a writer. You know what that is. Uh, and uh, I just – I don't know what Boba Fett's call to action is. Is is he really just running um, his uh, his territory to get back at the at the syndicate that or the people that killed the Tusken Raiders? Is he just doing this because he's, you know, just like, hell yeah, let's be a crime boss? Or, like, what is his ulterior motives? I, I'm not upset by it. I just, like, I don't know necessarily where – I don't know where he's going to be in episode eight. Or how the how the story arc's going? I just don't know what what's I happening. I think yet. he's on a mission to give Tatooine back to the Sand People. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's the whole. And there's been a lot of parallels drawn to Dune, 
with this series. Yeah, I can see with that. the spice and right. Tatooine used to be covered in water, and where's the water at? What happened? Because for the record, Star Wars ripped off Dune. So, yeah, yeah, and and John Carter of Mars. So it's you know there's nothing original. Yeah, um, but it is entirely possible that this like uh, the Mandalorian pretty much ripped off Lone Wolf and Cub and a couple of other very famous sam- samurai movies. Yeah, and it's very possible that Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, is just ripping off Dune. It, it's Boba's the prophesized person who's going to bring water back to Tatooine, and that's where the story's going. Which, I mean, in terms of this, even if this show was just a hey, let's give Boba like a great nod for doing something cool, and it's also world building. That they they've already built the world so crazy. I mean, the whole part with the Rancor. Uh, I was just like, I love Rancor, man. I would, if I could have an animal, I love Danny be Trejo. But, you know, they even <laughs> took the time to be like, hey, this Rancor, like Rancor are complex creatures. They're not the monsters you think they are. You know, they're bred to fight. Kind of like pit bulls in American society, you know? Like, it's like, you know, pit bulls aren't bad, bad dogs. They're good boys. But if you try to make them fight, they're going to they're gonna a shit fight. owner. I think what uh, we're leading to on this whole season is we're getting Danny Trejo fighting Boba Fett with a machete. That, that's what we're leading dude, to. Dude, and... da- so you didn't you didn't see this episode yet, but I'll tell you this is a slight spoiler. So uh, the the huts give Boba Fett a rancor as recompense for something, right? And and who do you see driving up in like a the like the futuristic <laughs> version of a flatbed truck with a rancor? No other than Danny Trejo. I'm like this is the most badass thing I've ever seen in the sand dunes of Tatooine. That the, the freaking huts are giving Danny Trejo. Because Danny Trejo is like the caretaker of the Rancor. Pretty much so. comes with it. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here's Danny Trejo and a freaking Rancor, dude. Like, that's. Which we all know. I mean, there's motive to this, so. Yeah. Well, knowing that Robert Rodriguez is the director and showrunner for Book of Boba Fett, I've been wondering this whole time when Danny Trejo was going to yeah. show up. Well, he's been putting all of his friends in this show. I mean, well, he always does. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen a Spy Kids movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Danny Trejo. I have not. But <laughs> I have. Uh, really good. <laughs> and I really feel like, obviously, I mean, it's kind of given to, you know, really uh, Kersatan is going to come back and probably help somewhere toward the end of this season as well. Yeah. Probably when the Rancor and Danny Trejo, you know, turn on him and Dude, he's, I always like, thought, backed like, up in the pit. Chewbacca, like, knowing how strong he was, he was always still kind of like a big fluffy, like, I wanted to hug him. Like, I just right. wanted a hug from a Wookiee. But with Kersatan, I'm like, I would not even no. approach this Wookiee ever. Because the part part of the canon of Star Wars was when the Empire rose to power. One of the one of the systems and planets they targeted was uh, Kajik, or is that the that's the home planet of so. uh, the Wookiees? Is, is that right? I yes. can't remember. Uh, and like they they like attacked and subjugated the Wookiees because they knew that these these were like some badass you know individuals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, <laughs> that guy was bad. Like I just I love that he's got like Muppet eyebrows. Yeah, like yeah. The the eagle. You know what I'm talking about? The eagle Muppet that's always like really cranky. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's got the big old eyebrows. That's what Kirstatan looks like. He's they're you know very bright <laughs> eyes and very huge eyebrows and the whole thing is like he just looks angry. <laughs> So angry, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying the book Boba Fett. I, I never thought I would be watching a Star Wars story that didn't have Jedi as right. a source, right. and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
I dare say that Mandalorian, even without the Jedi, you know, you could have removed Ahsoka and Anakin at the end of season two, and I would have still thought they were fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, they, had, they were, yeah, like yeah. Rogue One. Like, Jedi were just not yeah. necessary. It was still yeah, a yeah. good story. The, the story, yeah, the whole world is so immersive. It's like, you know, I hope they continue to do that. You guys ready to do top five? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready to do it. Well, that music worked. Top five. All right, so top five for this week. We are doing top five versions of Spider-Man. Um, this is probably going to be one of the most fun lists we do because I just love talking about Spider-Man. Do you? I do. Um, so, uh, Brianna, you being to my left, we're going to let you go first. All right. Um, so my number five is the 1990s animated Spider-Man. For me, it's a big nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. It was my very first Spider-Man as a kid, and I loved it. And it's what got me into the story and later into the Tobey Maguire movies. So that's my number five. Yeah. <laughs> it also had the first on-screen Spider-Verse where yep. that Spider-Man met Madame six Web. other – Yeah, with Madam Web, yeah. met six other versions of himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that show in the X-Men is pretty much my introduction into Marvel. So For sure, yeah. yeah. Cool. And uh, Ben, actually, uh, his favorite superhero is Spider-Man, and it's because of that show, um, him watching it with me growing up. Nerd. So <laughs> Sorry. Blake, you're number five. I'm also number one. So <laughs> I always say this wrong, so you can correct me on how to say this. I won't. All right. Is it, is it Nora? Nora? Noir. Noir. There we Noir. go. Noir. There we go. That's Spider-Man. <laughs> the Great Depression era of Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, it's just cool. It's all, you know, stealthy. So you got the trench coat. And it's a Depression era. They needed hope in that era. And that's uh -huh. what he was. Is it the... Um, so much. <laughs> is it the Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man Noir or the yes. comic book Spider-Man Noir? No, no, no. Noir? Into the Spider-Verse. So it's the Nicolas Cage yes. version. Yes. Cool. <laughs> so in the comics, that version of Spider-Man doesn't have any spider powers. And he just has web shooters. Oh, really? And he just... Fist fights. That's nice, but still cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Jared, you're number five. Area. So my number five is Spider Man. Uh, an alternate universe <laughs> where Aunt May becomes Spider uh, Spider Man, but Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was very funny because she's actually not nearly as powerful as Spider Man, but she still gives it her best. So I I just like that they give a nod to you know her as being the because yeah. there's several versions of her being spider person as well so but I, I just always liked her as old old aunt may spider spider see brianna so. there's your geriatric woman as a superhero <laughs> charlie's Theron. there you go get yeah. get into that old aunt may 46 you, you're an elderly woman you could play that heather what's your number five She's never coming on our podcast Mine's the spider man that's been seen running around the rock and roll drive-in <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Wait, what are you talking about, Heather? What? What is Absolutely. this? Absolutely. There's a Spider-Man running around Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever he is, thank you, Spider-Man. Uh, Ben's number five is the Mangaverse Spider-Man. Uh, super cool. Uh, ben, we're not doing costumes. We're doing versions of the character. But uh, wow. the Mangaverse Spider-Man is. Huh? It's for the aesthetic. Oh my god! Uh, some of my, some of my reasons are because of their costumes, just yeah. cool. So I mean, <laughs> but it is really cool. If you haven't yeah. read the Mangaverse, it was this little series that Marvel did where they did like a uh, X Men, they did the Avengers, they did Spider Man, 
But the coolest thing to come out of it was the Mangaverse Spider-Man. He um, is a ninja instead of having spider powers. Um, he uses, like, uh, repel ropes and stuff and climbing claws. Huh. And um, Uncle Ben was his uh, sensei. And Venom is a rogue ninja that he ends up nice. fighting against and is not a symbiote. Uh, but, yeah, really cool. Really, Neat. really cool. Uh, my number five is Kane, the Scarlet Spider. So not the traditional Ben Riley Scarlet Spider. It's another clone of Peter Parker named Kane. Um, he can sh- uh, he has claws. They're um, like uh, stingers, like a like a uh, a bee has basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they come out of his wrists and his feet, so he can like cut people and stab them with it. So he's like this cool cross between Wolverine and Spider Man. Uh, but other than that, he has all of Spider-Man's powers. Um, he is incredibly ugly normally, uh, but he got his face fixed. So, uh, And then he moved to Las Vegas and was the Scarlet Spider. And if you've ever been to Vegas, he had like four or five buildings he could swing on. And that was, you know, I guess kind of cool. Yeah, you're taking, the, you're taking the underground walkway for a lot of that because yeah. I wouldn't even want ugh. Yes. Oh. Brianna, number four. Number four for me is Miles Morales. Into the Spireverse brought him into the mainstream. He's an awesome character. I love him. Yep, he's in my number four. Yes. And also, uh, based on Donald Glover's interest in playing Spider-Man is where why My- uh, Miles was introduced. And then we got the fun of, in Homecoming, him getting to play Miles Morales' uncle. For- Absolutely. You know, it's crazy, too, is um, probably one of the few iterations of an alternate version of a character. You know, because you have Peter Parker and Miles Morales of a character in which was very well received and in some circles almost liked better than Peter Parker himself. Like I can't think of too many other instances where there was like a, Hey, you know, similar power set, different character in the universe where it was like, hell yeah, this, this guy's as great as, you know, the original. So I'm very excited to see him, uh, on the live screen. Me too. Blake, number four, the armored spider. Okay. Uh, mainly not because of storyline or anything. I just think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, what Spider-Man would have became if Uncle Ben didn't get killed. Yep. Uh, he's ended up being a Playboy billionaire that was engaged to Gwen Stacy. It's so. a really cool costume too. Yeah. It's a it's a hybrid uh, Spider-Man Iron Man costume that predates the Iron Spider, obviously. Uh, but it, yeah, uh, I love that. It I actually Ben had the figure growing like a twelve inch figure of him growing <laughs> up that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Jared, you're number four. Number four is the Dr. Aaron Aikman Spider-Man. Uh, okay. You, you know this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, He underwent his own version of uh, trying to get spider powers, but it's, uh, didn't get all of them, so he needed to be able to use a uh, mechanized suit to be able to – not a billionaire playboy like yours, but uh, he used that to be able to uh, have a lot of the powers that um, – that he didn't get from uh you know normal spider-man but i was like i always like that version of him uh yeah so yeah heather you're number four this one i'm kind of hoping we get to see andrew garfield not pulling punches yeah you want to <laughs> see him I, I, rip I, I somebody's wanna, face I, off I, yeah, old sad boy <laughs> peter parker yeah what what a shock to the system because i mean even at the end of no way home uh, Tom Holland's character, you you don't think, oh, he's being bad. You just think he's very upset, you know, about this whole situation. Like we haven't seen a car- you know, Peter Parker yet. That's just with, with the exception of Spider-Man three and cool, you know, P- Peter Parker, oh. which 
emo uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, f that. Uh, but like you know, like have somebody that's you know going through those real you know tough emotions and things like that. I th- I think that'd be great. He'd be a great actor to play that oh, yeah. too. So. Uh, ben says the new threats and menaces, newest storyline and suit. <laughs> He's gonna uh, keep throwing that in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he told me to shut up. Uh, we're only talking about. Uh, we're not talking about costumes, so. Hell yeah. <sighs> Run a show with your brother. It's a great time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's the new my brother, suit Blake. that uh, right. uh, Spider-Man has in the comics. It's actually is I believe that's the Ben Riley Spider-Man again, right, Ben? Um, Good job, Ben. So, anyway, yeah, really cool. Um, my number four is Supidaman. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Supidaman. Uh, it's Takuya Yamashiro uh, with La- Leopard on. I killed that. That was so great. Uh, but in the seventies, uh, they had a live-action Spider-Man TV series in Japan, where as opposed to their traditional Spider-Man powers, he was a, he had a little less powers. Um, there were some things that Spider-Man can do that he couldn't do, and he wasn't nearly as strong. But to make up for it, he had a giant mech that uh, named Lepard- Lepardon. Not, Leopardon? Not Leopardon. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, isn't Leopardon part of? That's it, like that's no, a it's different. Like, it's pronounced like Leopardon. Yeah, Leopardon. Yeah, but that's not how it's pro- <laughs> anyway. It's not how it's pronounced, George. But anyway, very cool um, that he actually showed up into the uh, uh, Spider-Verse comics in the MCU and possibly could be in Across the Spider-Verse, so that'll be fun to see. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, uh, (laughs) Brianna, you're number three. Uh, Continuing with the uh, mech tradition, my number three is Gerard Way's Penny Parker. Yes. So we got Gerard Way, great comic book writer, Mm -hmm. and then I like the concept of Spider-Man working with his spider as opposed to just being bitten by it. Yep. <laughs> it's a cool concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah Penny has a psychic link with the spider. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, the mech is very different from yeah. the comics. In the comics, it actually looks like Spider-Man. Into it's the Spider-Verse. like an Iron Man thing. Yeah. yeah. And Into the Spider-Verse, it's obviously like a, a globe with some legs on it, so yeah. it's a little different. It reminds but. me of the, the mech from Overwatch. It must be yeah. like a Spider-Man Hulk buster. Mm. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Blake, you're number three. Uh, Captain Universe Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, so the most powerful version of Spider-Man to have ever existed. Had a lab accident. Uh, the Unipower granted him uh, the Captain Universe suit and powers, which gave him all of his regular powers, but like amplified and then flight and telekinesis. Right. Which, why would you web swing when you can fly? It's true. <laughs> and have super strength and fly across the yeah. universe well, in you, you, you would still have webs to arms, catch people, the tie them up, yeah. whatever. The so. song doesn't say, I believe I can web sling. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's all and, quote and, R. Kelly. And that, that's a really cool-looking suit, too. Is that R. Kelly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I apologize for that one. I do not support any pee. How about children, you just tell children. us your number three? <laughs> all right, so my number three is uh, Hobgoblin Spider-Man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went down a weird road with that one. Uh, basically, this universe, Spider-Man uh, kills uh, the uh, current Green Goblin of, of their universe because he uh, killed Gwen Stacy, took on the moniker of Hobgoblin, and kind of became like a very darker version of... So he's still a, he's still a hero, but was very darker, and, you know, kind of pulled that whole 
Ben Affleck Batman kind of Punisher attitude towards criminals where he you know had optimism before so still had a reviving arc he was part of the uh the Spider-Verse army that uh was I don't remember what they did but um this is the one from the Ghost Spider universe right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he died yeah yeah he died defending uh, Gwen Stacy from a different universe so Mm -hmm. yeah uh Heather you're number three the spider He's like a mixture of Spider-Man and Professor X, and I guess he kills a lot of people. Yeah. Can he? Yes, he's a he's a uh, little bit crazy. Crazy serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Did, I like the is he one. able to walk? Like he didn't take on that that apart. No, of he, Professor X. No. Right? Yeah, he can climb on walls and stuff. <laughs> That's um, roll up walls. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's number three is the PS4 Spider-Man, and probably the PS5 equivalent as well, um, and the advanced spider and suit. I take it. <laughs> yeah. And what? suit. And suit. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> my number three is Ultimate Spider-Man. So the Peter Parker of the Ultimate Universe, which is the same universe where Miles Morales became Spider-Man. Um, most notably, he was a much more streamlined version of Peter Parker than our 616 version. But after being becoming a fugitive, he was shot through the side by the Punisher, um, fought Captain America, and then had to go fight the Green Goblin after he bled out and had almost no strength left. And he picked up a box truck and smashed it over Goblin's head until he like deca- uh not decapitated incapacitated him and then fell down and died uh but died a hero and he's uh probably one of the most amazing versions of Spider-Man and then left that vacuum where um Miles eventually did become Spider-Man Mute. in his place Mondays <laughs> <laughs> Brianna you're number 2 My number 2 is Six Arms and there are different versions of him you got the one with Peter Parker, who who gets mm-hmm. the arms and then gets cured, and then there's Doppelganger, yep. and there's the clone who mm-hmm. keeps the arms, and I think he also has like the like spider fur hair, yeah, and, and the organic f- webbing. Gross. Yeah, I I thought it was cool because I like the idea of Spider Man having more spider features, no. not just human. I can't disagree with you more on that one. That would now, scare the ever living shit eyes, out of me. Eight eyes. Yeah. Eight arms. Mm. Not. Eight limbs. <laughs> Man spider. Oh, God. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. That's creepy. I don't <laughs> like so Jared so. hates spiders. That's a... Oh, Listen, wow. I have a very... Thing. I got bit by a brown recluse spider when I was a young boy, and oh, I had to spend time in a dude. hyperbolic chamber, which is... Anybody that knows what that is or ever spent time in it, yeah. I had a doctor told me that there was potential that my leg was going to get amputated <laughs> as a 13-year-old boy, so... Is that like a back to chamber? Yeah, basically, it's like a yeah, the exact same thing. So you were like a my, Star Wars character. Yeah, ex- there's no difference between <laughs> me and both. <laughs> my mom was bitten. She has a big chunk of her leg gone yeah, because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I feel it, man. <laughs> Blake, you're number two. Uh, the MCU Iron Spider may not be as cool as you say as comic, but it's my personal favorite. Well, the comic version only had three arms on his back instead of four. So, so why is that cooler? It's just a cooler looking costume, I think. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, classic <laughs> red and gold do tell Iron us, Man color. Yeah, people Did do it have teach us that, uh, that, that uh, odd numbers are more appealing than even. That's why 
<coughs> psychologically, you ever see something on a plate at a nice restaurant, you're always going to see them in odd numbers because it's more appealing than even I numbers. think six chicken nuggets look better than five. So I think they don't yeah. actually. They don't. <laughs> Uh, six mozzarella <laughs> sticks look better than five. So Blake's standard for good and better is the number of chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something I never eat when I go out. I don't know why I said that. I don't eat chicken nuggets. So. Jared, you're number two. What a weird one. <laughs> so my number two is a Spider Moon Man. Uh, the alternate universe where uh, they Earth colonized the moon and Spider Man is from the lunar uh, New York. Uh, Basically the same as normal Spider-Man, but just on the moon. I, I just always thought it was so freaking funny because they're just like, <laughs> I could just picture the writers one day like, what do we do, guys? We're running out of stuff. Let's put shit on the moon. And they're like, yeah, yeah let's do that. <laughs> let, let, yeah. So. When he's shooting, when he's web slinging, does he float a little? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have gravity on the moon because, you know, the, the technology and stuff. Oh, but, okay. Uh, is that like, I, I know that Spider-Man Unlimited is not that. Yeah. Like, no, this is a That's very Earth Spider-Man going the, to the, the moon. Spider, this is uh, Spider-Man from he was part of the Spider-Verse storyline where uh, he was. I think he was actually the first Spider-Man to die um, in that whole storyline uh, yeah. setup. But yeah, no, it's, it's very Heather. You're number two. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's the nothing wrong with that. To me, you know, <coughs> my limited knowledge base. I mean, technically speaking, now it is canon that Tobey Maguire's original Spider-Man was the first entry into the MCU. So. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's the start of the MCU. Doesn't make it great, though. Yeah. What? <laughs> Shut up. I'm not even going to. Hey, what's your number two? <laughs> well, I was going to play that fence. That's okay, Blake. You you do it. Uh, my number two <laughs> is the black symbiote costume Spider-Man from the Marvel comics. Sure. Um, definitely not. Tobey Maguire's from Spider-Man 3. Um, it's the classic black and white Spider-Man costume that he got during the uh, during the Secret Wars. Um, his He was already wearing a black costume with a white spider on it, uh, but it got damaged during the fight. He went in to... Somebody told him to go get another costume made, and he thought he was walking up to the costume-making technology and it was actually just the symbiote where they had contained it, and he opened it up, and it jumped on him, and it made a suit for him, and uh, that's that's how he got the Venom symbiote in the uh, the Marvel comics. I was gonna have that one on my list. As soon as you yeah. sent your list, I was like, oh hell no, I got some on my list now before another <laughs> one gets taken. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Ben says his number two is the ultimate Jessica Drew Spider Woman. Uh, and he says that red and white costume. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so good good showing for the ultimate universe here. Brianna, you're number one. My number one, stealing from Jared's list, Spider Ma'am. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. I love her. Um, Aunt May as Spider-Man is wonderful. Ben, uh, Uncle Ben gets to live, and <laughs> she, she's just awesome. <laughs> doesn't Peter die in that? No. He doesn't die. So. He just doesn't okay. get the okay. Uh, he power. actually helps her build like the His. stuff she needs. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. She does cool. stunts for money. So he's awesome. her tech guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. he's IT. Nice. <laughs> so, grandson, could you have my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Blake, you're number one. Uh, As we've already talked about, Miles Morales, my number one. Yeah. Uh, I love the the color scheme, the black and the red, and then the uh, bioelectric energy and the visibility. I love those powers added to the uh, original spider powers. So I just think that really tops the original by far. Yeah, I I hate 
the new uh, Miles Morales costume they've given him in the comics. He has a hood. You like the hood? It's... I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, I prefer it's super the super impractical, but I think it looks fantastic. Well, Spider Gwen has a hood. It's like yeah, the, that's a cool one too. Yeah, well, that's the cool one. Like yeah. they didn't really need to copy uh, Spider Gwen for to make Miles look cool. Miles already looked cool. The red and black Spider Man costume is iconic. Like you know yeah. when you see it, right. what Spider Man you're seeing. Jared, you're number one. My number one is uh, Spider Man 2099. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miguel O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar setup uh, but instead of getting bit by a spider he has his dna biologically changed to match that and he's got well, he's a drug addict right and yeah, they, yeah, yeah yeah they try so, to cure him of his drug addiction turn him, him into spider-man a superhero but he's got a lot more powers than original spider-man does he's got telepathy uh uh, uh can do a lot of different things since it's in the future but i always liked his uh um costume and everything in the uh, storyline so that is my number one. And uh, he can also... Uh, <laughs> Got it, Ben! <laughs> extend spider talons out of the ends of his fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, yeah. just an entirely different huh. thing than what Spider-Man has. Uh, Heather, you're number one. Tom Holland's version. Aww. Yeah. I like the little funny comedy bits. Little love for old Tommy Holly, yeah. huh? Tommy yeah. Holly. Yeah, he's... He's my favorite on-screen Spider-Man. I yeah, think that he too. does a great job of being both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I think Tobey Maguire was a great Spider-Man and a terrible Peter Parker. And I think Andrew Garfield was a great Peter Parker <laughs> and not a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, even Stan Lee said that Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man is what he originally envisioned Spider-Man and Peter Parker to be. Man himself. There so, you go. Can't get more uh, real Can't than argue that, that one. Yeah. Ben's number one is also Spider-Man 2099. Oh, cool. Um, so that's a great choice. Uh, Mike says Toby, very valid. <laughs> yeah, the organic webs. Um, I I like how you say organic webs, like it's not super creepy that he's got <laughs> an unlimited flow of webs coming out of his uh, his hands, like that. Like oh, fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. And and Ben's arguing with me in the uh, comments. He says Toby was a better Peter Parker, and Andrew Garfield was a better Spider Man. Uh, that's that you know. I do like agree opinion, with that man. statement. I thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man version was... Uh, I liked his spider suit better as well. I thought Andrew Garfield... Honestly, I thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man suit was Which the one? best out of the three. His um, first one or his second one? Because Ben thinks the first one is the better one. Yeah, I agree dumb. with Ben the first one. That's dumb. That's stupid. That's so dumb. <laughs> Power to the people, Ben. Tune in next week to the Ben and Jared show. Uh, stupid <laughs> gold eyes and a freaking... Danny, like, what's your number one? doesn't go what's around. What's your number one? It's just like an arrow to his dick. What's your it's number just... one? Yeah, because <laughs> he's got a big unit, like the whole... <laughs> <laughs> my number one is my favorite Spider-Man of all time, the Superior Spider-Man. Superior um, Spider-Man. It is Doc Ock's mind in Peter Parker's body. Um, and one of the funniest things, well, it's not funny, it's kind of scary, but one of the biggest revelations to Doc Ock is the first time he punches Scorpion as Spider-Man and rips his jaw off because he had no idea how strong Spider-Man is and the fact that Peter Parker had been pulling his punches his entire life fighting against everyone. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, comes out, he's like, Spider-Man doesn't punch that hard because you know Doc Ock is just a normal person and they have fist fights and he doesn't knock him out every time he hits him. Um, and he is, uh, he's fighting Scorpion and he just connects one punch and rips his whole wow. jaw off. And he's oh, like, that's amazing. <laughs> Spider-Man's been this strong all <laughs> along and it teaches him the level of 
control and dedication that Spider-Man has to not hurting anyone that he doesn't have to. And then he becomes a hero in his own right. And then Marvel turned on and retconned it out. But it's the coolest costume. It's the the black and red Alex Ross costume that he originally designed for Spider-Man 1, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. They didn't use it. Yeah. Um, and he's got – he leans into Spider-Man's ability to make tech. He makes these cool little spider robots that monitor everything for him so he can actually – he doesn't have to be reactive all the time. He can be on top of crime as it's happening. Um, but he was just the best version of Spider-Man as well. But, yeah, Ben, super cool costume. Super glad we could all talk about the costumes. Uh, uh, That's fantastic. But, yeah, and then you're talking about seeing an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that doesn't pull his punches. Yeah. That's an example of that. Is We, we saw that in the comics. Um, but, anyway, uh, this has been our top five. Uh, B, uh, we'd love it if you guys would post your top five list in the comments so we could talk about those as well. Um, and as always, we will be, uh, I don't know why I'm doing this. We'll pick our list afterwards. Oh, I thought you were going to take us to a commercial break or something. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm doing. Time for work for sponsors. <laughs> Do you need construction done? Call Blake Hickman. So what do you guys think our top five next week should be? Uh, Brianna, any ideas? Yeah. What's a top five you'd like to see? Mm. Maybe top five favorite candy bars. <laughs> well, do you have anything superhero related you'd like to oh, see? Or, 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 yeah, or, or, technically, or you didn't, you didn't specify that, so that's you're your, right. That's on me. That's on you. Top Danny. five favorite Sonic characters. So, like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure. Is there, is there more than five in? characters? In oh yeah, there's a shit ton. Oh. Yeah, with the announcement of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and then bringing Sonic uh, Knuckles and Tails into the Sonic movie universe, I'm totally down with that. Sure. So next week, <laughs> top five favorite Sonic the Hedgehog characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So have you guys been watching Cobra Kai? I am almost to the third season. So, oh. so I don't watch Cobra Kai, but I've watched a lot of clips of Cobra, Cobra Kai, <laughs> so I know exactly what's going on in the so, show. Season I watched four. it, Danny. Okay, cool. Season four <laughs> dropped earlier this month, uh, and they reintroduced the absolutely batshit crazy character of Terry Silver from Karate Kid 3. Hell yeah. And he completely lives up to what he was in, in uh, Karate Kid 3. And it's funny, he even makes a joke at one point about how he was just coked out and totally aggressive and really mean to a teenage kid for no reason and then turns around and becomes the old Terry Silver all over again. Uh, 80s were a weird time, man. Yeah. It sounds like he didn't yeah, get the coke. <laughs> how, how the heck aren't these people... How, how the come these people haven't been arrested? These kids are going around town beating the shit out of each other, causing physical harm to each other in the world... Like, and, like, nobody's looking at it going, maybe we shouldn't have karate schools <laughs> because all these kids are basically having gang fights with each other all over the place. I like, think, you know, obviously watching it, you have to suspend kind of reality right. to be able to enjoy the show well, because, you, you also like you to, just like, said, take your standards off of acting, too. <laughs> well, they've got grown-ass adults in the middle of a high school beating the shit out of people, and sometimes they're hitting kids, and none of them are in prison, so... Uh, I, you know, at some point it's like, well, this is just fun television, you know, that you can't really get too hung up on what's legal and what isn't. My, my favorite part is when they have a kid that like doesn't know karate. And then a week later, it's like, 
I'm like really good at it. And you're like, yeah, that's how long it takes to get good at uh, getting yeah. good at karate. Well, that was the whole premise of karate action movies in the 80s and early 90s. I mean, not Karate Kid though. I actually I thought that that was the case with Karate Kid until I rewatched it recently and then realized that he spends like months training to fight. So yeah, you know. Hmm. But yeah, Cobra Kai season four. Uh, they really one of the things I love about Cobra Kai is that they don't necessarily solve all their characters' problems with the big, like, Hollywood movie moments. Like, they have the karate tournament, and things happen, and people win, and people lose, and they build up to whatever's going on next season. But it's not like, the you know, they hoist a trophy in the air, and the credits roll, and that's the end of the story. Like, they right. they do a great job of keeping that ball rolling. More sure. realistically, like the world exists after the show ends. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like whenever they try to milk it even farther, and they're like they follow the kids to college, <laughs> and one of the kids tries to fight these other guys. They're like, yeah, you know what we're gonna do? We're all gonna jump you at the same time because that's what adults do when they fight. <laughs> it's like Karate Kid, the college years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like Saved by the Bell. Whenever they go, <laughs> I actually. Um, saw some comments that like they hope they don't bring Karate Kid Four into into this series, but I actually would be kind of hmm. into seeing. Uh, really? What is her name? Uh, God, I had it. Hillary I, Swank. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank show up and do some karate action too. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, why the f not? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Why the f not. T- speaking of older people doing action movies. Hillary huh? Swank. That was a Hillary Swank joke. They'll probably recast yeah. her because she's too old. Yeah, <laughs> we need a Hillary Swank type. Yeah, I character. think she's about forty six. If Ralph Gross. Macchio isn't too old, <laughs> nobody's too old. Uh, well, he's so, Brianna, I feel a certain way, or I I enjoy comic books <laughs> as a medium. <laughs> uh, I enjoy comics do, as a medium. I'm a big fan of DC and Image, uh, Valiant, uh, Dark Horse, uh, just <laughs> Wildstorm. You know, I I kind of. I'm kind of a slut for the industry, but Blake feels a very specific way about his comics. And Blake, how's that? Bet your sweet ass would make mine Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) You suck, man. You suck so bad at this. (laughs) You know his head is saying perfect. I had to say that for Vin, just for Vin. Thank you for <laughs> so like, he's been like uh, waiting for exchange. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, make mine Marvel. Uh, we're in Mortal Hulk series. We're doing issues six through twelve, and like I, I'm so pumped. Like I get so excited, and I do not want to stop reading. Like if I yeah. could remember it and not go on for thirty minutes, me trying to you know give y'all a summary of the whole thing. <laughs> Are you I getting mean, an idea as to why I stay away from Avengers comics? They're so fucking yeah, boring compared no. to mainline comics. Well, no, I'm seeing this now, and. Man, I would just kill to see this on cinema, on the big screen. Like, it just keeps getting better and better. So we pick up in issue six. uh, Bruce is on the search for where home is because him and the whole— Like his childhood home? He doesn't know. He grabs a pencil, put it to a paper, and closed his eyes and let the Hulk write something on the paper. And it said home. So he's trying to figure out where home is. (laughs) So, uh, Captain Marvel gets the Avengers together, and they attempt to... Brie Larson? The Captain Marvel? 
Not Brie Larson. So Captain Brie Marvel. Larson gets the Avengers. No, 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 no. Captain Marvel. The real Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah Brie Larson. Excuse no, me? No, no, no. The real Captain Marvel. The real Marvel. Captain Marvel. Just keep yeah. going. Just oh, not the wrong. fake girl one. No, no. She, no, she's a female. <laughs> no, she is. Yeah. It's just Brie not Larson's Brie, a female. It's just not yeah, Brie, Brie Larson's a lady. It's just not Brie Larson. Because <laughs> okay, we so all know, I mean, Brie Larson probably wouldn't show up till the end of the movie and just, you know, would win it in two minutes. Wouldn't convince us who she really is. So, uh... <laughs> They fight the Hulk. The Hulk's like running through them. I mean, fractures. That's a terrible idea. Fractures th- uh, Thor's skull, knocks out a tooth. Uh, I mean, just destroys Iron Man's Hulkbuster suit. I mean, literally just, just runs through them. That's poorly named then. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a Hulk fall apart suit. So, but <laughs> Iron Man is like, you know, we got to drop this Helios beam. Captain America and different ones like, no, we can't do that. He's like, yeah. Uh, so they dropped the beam. Is uh, it in a satellite? Yes. Uh, pretty okay. much it just disintegrated him to uh, human form, just withered up, looked like a corpse almost. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, so as soon as that happened... Superheroes don't kill. What the hell? Uh, the, this general uh, scientist picked them up, chopped his uh, body up, chopped his heart out, organs, limbs, yep. head, Sounds all of right. it. Put it all in jars, took it back to their uh, their place to study them and try to do some gamma experiments. Try to figure out how they could, you know, recreate once again, you know, a better, so, more so controlled Hulk's Hulk. dead. No. <laughs> what? Brie Larson yeah. didn't kill the Hulk. Brie Larson couldn't kill. You know the Hulk. better, Danny. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've read yeah. He just I've read read he comic. just finished it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, scientists sitting there just going on. The Hulk's heads upside down. The jar is just smiling at the scientists. He can't talk or nothing, but like it's freaking the scientists out. He's like, "Why are you smiling? You're in pieces. We won." Next thing you know, all the body parts, organs just start growing until it bursts the jars. He falls in pieces on the ground and then just. It's so scary. This whole comic. Yeah, is so I mean, it's funny. grotesque. I mean, it's very. Yeah. I mean, they just give the he, Hulk all of the powers. Look yeah. at this. All right, all his uh, body parts and organs fall on the floor. He regenerates all amongst the scientists and just absorbs the scientists and he disappears. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, I didn't know how they're going to do this, but I guess he's, it's kind of like he ate, hate him. I mean, he yeah. absorbed him into nothing. Much like how one twin can absorb another twin in the womb. The Hulk yeah. absorbed all the scientists into his Dwight, body. Like Dwight I mean, Schrute. Yeah. The, the artwork yes. in this is great. I mean, it's very vivid. Yeah. Uh, so, so that is the Demon Hulk, that version yes, of Hulk. Well, that's the... Yeah, it, it gets to that, actually. Uh, well, okay. I think there's multiple personalities is what it is. Demon Hulk is just one that's in him. Hey, question for so, you real fast. Uh, yeah. I think Brandon and I want to know this. Uh, was his penis in one of those jars, and how big was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was? It was. It was on top to the left. Tell me what... Seriously? Yeah. It was Seriously? the first thing. It was the first <laughs> thing the that grew and busted the jar, and everything else did in yeah, yeah, yeah. all of it. So. <laughs> a hot, a yeah. hot person walked by. That's, that's <laughs> what it was. Uh, it was so nice you, of you to say person. Yeah. Very, See. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you so go. you got this uh, second in command general. Can't remember his name. Uh, they go get Absorbing Man. They want to turn him into the Red Hulk to uh, Absorbing Man to uh, fight the Hulk because they believe he can absorb him, and that's going to be the end of the Hulk. Uh, mm. So they they do experiments on him, get him as the Red Hulk. Uh, he starts draining the Hulk down to nothing. Uh, I mean, I mean, he literally looks like a, a zombie almost. Uh, yeah. Looks like he's about to win. Uh, the Zorby man just, like, his body rips in half, <laughs> and his vertebrae and skull's attached, and still, like, talking to the Hulk like that. The Hulk grabs the vertebrae and skull, rips it out. Somehow, Zorby man's still alive. Fatality! Yeah. Uh, he ends up uh, taking off uh, running. The absorbing man does a little bit f- <laughs> further away. Just his without legs, a, yeah. A spine? It, well, no, it, it's his legs and his torso is still split in two. I mean, there's okay. a big V gap. He's My just kind of like. 
Blake said he's got a big V. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, out of nowhere, they just see this big, bright green door just appear in the sky, and all of a sudden, boom, the, like, everything's, like, red-colored. Well, they entered in the hell dimension. Uh, you got these dead zombies walking around. You got some people what that... What the hell? Not dead. Not alive are, zombies. Yeah, they're... Dead well, zombies. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, the walking <laughs> dead. So there Explain you go. zombies to us, Blake. <laughs> walking dead, there we go. <laughs> They're alive, dead people. <laughs> I'm uh, 28 days later, guy. But. So, so, so they run. So they run into uh, General Ross. Uh, he turns into the Red Hulk, and immediately the Hulk just rips him in half. I mean, tears him to shreds. That's a good idea. Literally, I mean, like pieces to where you put him in your hand. Uh, and <laughs> M- McGee, the <laughs> the reporters there with them. Uh, they see this big beam in the sky, which is actually where his father's uh, standing up there and talking to this. <gasps> Great, like, like withered Bruce. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he's like, see that beyond that dark place? Every, we don't go. But everywhere else the is gamma yours. radiation yeah. touches <laughs> is my kingdom. Simba. So they start going to this big beam, and it's just giant gamma cloud monster, almost kind of like in Loki. It looks like, uh, what was that called? Uh, Akali or something like that? Or what was what? it? That big, like, cloud monster in Loki. Remember? That was, like, surrounding. Oh. I think they called him Greg. I don't remember. Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg. Yeah. Uh, but Greg, Greg the Cloud Monster. So they start going to this big beam. You see this big gamma cloud monster. And uh, McGee, the reporter, she's like, oh, my God. That's probably the thing that sends people to hell. And the Hulk's like, nah, it's cool because I'm the one that casts people to hell. And then it ends. Huh. Yeah. Nice. That issue at 6 through 12, that's six issues. That's so. crazy. What? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane. So You're insane. Yeah. That's all we got on Make Mine Marvel. A lion. So I believe it's Eliath. Yep. Was it was yep. it was called? That's, that's what it was. Just thought of that. It, that's kind of what it reminded Nobody me helped. of, except it was green. So. <laughs> I like Goliath, but without the G. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's helpful. I'll remember that next time. Yeah. <laughs> so Brianna, you've written a new book. I have. You hey. have. And what's the what's the name of that? The Shepherd and the Horn Girl. The Shepherd and the Horn Girl. And we, uh, you've decided to read us a little excerpt of that. Is that correct? Yep. Good. Okay. Treat you guys to a little sneak peek. Fantastic. So uh, this is uh, something novel. Sorry if I take these off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just talking to the mic. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I've moved, I've moved into Danny's uh, private library here, as you can see. <laughs> okay. Ruby felt it before she saw it, the giant hand reaching down for her. Its lantern eyes had seen through the dark. Ruby didn't run. She rose and raised her arm in a blocking stance, seizing the giant's wrist. Except it wasn't a giant anymore. Whether Ruby had become larger or it had become smaller, she wasn't sure. But now they stood in the same height, and Ruby stared at it with yellow, unhuman eyes. She dug her claws into its skin and bared her fangs. Where's the other human? She demanded in a voice that wasn't quite hers. The glow of its eyes narrowed. 
The fog is vast. If you let it, it will swallow everything. She struck it with her other hand, claws gashing against its flesh and the monster tumbled back, making the ground quake as it landed. Give the man to me. The fog is but the cold breath of a god. Just wait until the rest of that god catches up. The giant turned away from her, trying to slip away, and Ruby could see it still held Ibis in its hands, like a child clutching a favorite toy. She grabbed its wrist and twisted until the thing gave in and dropped the shepherd. Ruby pressed her horns to the giant's skull, tempted to push them in, but the part of her that wasn't scarier than the monsters shied away from such an act, and she shoved it away instead, letting it disappear into the fog. Ruby spotted Ivis on the ground. She found it was getting easier to see, and scooped him up in her hands. He was tiny now, trembling and full of heat and sweat despite the cold night. Ruby found herself hanging on to him. There was something warm and handsome about him. In her stomach, she felt something akin to lust. She wanted to eat him and care for him at the same time. She felt at odds, yet strangely comforted. Ivis looked up at her and touched her thumb between his hands. Ruby, it's okay now. I found you. You're not lost anymore. I came here looking for you. She stared at him with yellow eyes. But Dad's still in here. I made the monster go away. I can save him. You can, but not like this. It's time to go home. She shook her head. Not without Daddy. Daddy. The words seemed so silly, yet it slipped from her lips as if desperate to remind her of something. He's in here. But you don't need to be. Ivis pinched her thumb between his little fingers. Ruby, your mom is so worried. She wants you back. You, we need to go back now or the fog will eat us up too. But, Ruby, look at what we've turned into. What would your father think? That hurt more than she wanted it to. She wanted to be angry. She wanted to toss Ivis away and storm off in giant strides in search of what she had come for. But he was no longer sitting in her palm. He was standing over her, holding her in his arms, and she was crying like a scared little girl. Because she was. She wanted her mom. She wanted to go home. More than anything, she wanted the fog to go away. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. So that was an excerpt from The Shepherd and the Horned Girl. Uh, and when is that available for everyone? Pre-orders start the end of the month, and we're due for a release in February. That's really cool. Right now, you can get an excerpt through Kindle Vela. Uh, you read the first few chapters for free, and then, then they require tokens. I'm not entirely sure how that works, but um, you at least get a taste of it before it comes out. Cool. Nice. Well, I'm excited to read it. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think we're coming near the end of the show, but I'm not quite finished yet. Jared, are you done? Not by a long shot. Yeah. Well, neither <laughs> am I. Let's do this. Leroy Jake. I'm going to whoop you so bad. Yeah. You are Thanks. so screwed. Don't even look at your phone like you have a secret weapon. Like, it's <laughs> it's going to be bad. <sighs> so, this week, on Are We Done? Are you done? <laughs> are we done? You're are y'all done yet? Listen, I'm, I got my Thanks title right at the Comic beginning Clan of the show. Con. This is bullshit. You're never allowed to say your title oh. correct ever again, Jared. <laughs>
ruined, he's going to hang you above everyone head. else's momentum. Bad luck. <laughs> so it's where Danny and Jared take schoolyard arguments, and they debate them on the show. Then it's up to you, the fans, to decide who won the fight. They get one minute each without interruption, two minutes of arguing, and then 30 seconds each to get their last word with no interruption. Are y'all ready? Uh, yeah. Y'all's I'm, doing I'm what? fucking ready. Zatanna and yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Zatanna, yeah. the DC's mistress of the magic arts against uh, some little scrub named Scarlet Witch. Foul. <laughs> Foul. That's not fair. He can't do that. Give right, him a right. penalty. 40, Let's go ahead and get 45 this seconds before they say too much. You ready? This is bullshit. And I'm ready. Go. So Zatanna, the mistress of the magic arts for the DC universe, um, she is a human uh, homo magi. She was a human being born with the ability to use magic. Um, she has the ability to alter perception um, and uh, change. Uh, God damn it! Uh, probability on things, and also she has the ability. That literally anything she can say backwards can be cast as a spell, which means she has unlimited power for what she can and cannot do with her magic. All she has to do is encant a spell in reverse, so she could literally say, like, uh, make her disappear, or make her go away, or go back to your universe in reverse, and it would automatically happen. Um, The great thing about her is that her magic works 100% of the time. Unlike the Scarlet Witch, who one out of every five uh, bolts that she sends fails, um, which is a common problem that she has. All right. Jared, you ready? Yes. Yes, I am. Let's do this. Wait, is it my time now? Yeah, go. Oh, oh. Uh, Scarlet Witch from the uh, Marvel Universe, uh, commonly considered to be a a mutant, but she's not. She actually got her powers from uh, the character of the High Evolutionary. Uh, She is a master of chaos magic, which is the thing that opposes Zatanna in the DC Universe and regularly beats her uh, due to people who wield it. Uh, Scarlet Witch has the ability to manipulate reality. Uh, She has the ability to uh, alter people's minds, also being able to uh, do cosmic blasts, among many other sorts of things. Some of her power sets include destroying 99% of all the mutants in, in the world by just uttering the words, no more mutants. Um, my opponent would have you believe that Zatanna can say things backwards, and that's going to get her to be able to win. Uh, Scarlet Witch can just say things, you know, forwards, and she's she's definitely going to do it. Uh, the main difference here is Zatanna struggles against chaos magic in the uh, in the DC universe. Uh, Scarlet Witch is chaos magic All personified. Right. <laughs> You're so shit. <laughs> Come uh, at me, bro. See what happens. <laughs> All right, y'all ready for the two minutes back and forth? Sure, I'm excited. Go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, Katie. I'm ready. Sorry. All right, let's go. So while Zatanna does have to say things backwards, if she can say it backwards, it happens automatically. Um, like I said, one out of every five times that Black Widow tries to cast her chaos bolts, they don't work. If one out of five times Mike Tyson doesn't land a punch, it doesn't matter because <laughs> one of the other four is going to knock Her magic you the is fuck unreliable, out. unlike Zatanna's, which works 100% of the time every time. Also, she literally would only have to say, you disappear now, and Scarlet Witch goes away. And her See, reality warping powers and all of that would mean nothing. But the the problem that you're facing there is Scarlet Witch has been known to be able to... Uh, her magic allows her to have the ability to uh, buffer other Does people's it? magic against her. And yeah. she also has the ability... She's the strongest reality warper, maybe minus the Phoenix Force, in, or in the entire Franklin Richards. Marvel universe. Yeah, but Franklin Richards is not who we're arguing right yeah, now. Yeah, we're not. Uh, 
it, the, the one thing that I Zatanna in the in the in her universe is not the most powerful I, wizard. She's not the most powerful magic user. She's constantly beaten she by is, other people actually. that are stronger. The Justice she is League. Not. The Justice League. She anytime they have any questions or need anything magic related, they go to Zatanna. They don't sure. go to anyone else, uh, including Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate stronger than her. How can you say her? that she fights chaos all the time and she loses when she's still around? She obviously doesn't because lose that because it's a comic book. They don't care out, kill off your no. character. Characters. Well, <laughs> Scarlet Witch is lost to like Hawkeye. Listen, listen Sc- like Scarlet Scarlet Witch yeah. is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe. Zatanna yeah, is a mid-level is magician. Can tell her what who, to do. She pays she just her listens. rent by She's doing clearly magic one of the tricks dumbest on the human weekend. beings to ever will the magic power in the world. Listen, Scarlet Witch this is, is not this that is, powerful. Dude, this is just comes straight down to uh, you know a rock paper scissors. Zatanna's weak against chaos magic. What is Scarlet Witch? Chaos magic. Scarlet yeah. Witch is the better reality warper. She has the ability to do this on a global scale. She Great. has the ability to literally. End it also the takes her universe. forever to do it. <laughs> One out of five times. That's the dumbest argument I've ever heard you say before. It's a fact. All right, last thirty seconds with no interruption and go, Danny. So Zatanna can say things backwards at the speed of thought. She doesn't have to waste any time doing it. As we've all seen, Scarlet Witch has to summon her abilities before she can use them, and Zatanna can just, with a a fraction of a second, eliminate everything that Scarlet Witch can do. Um, She's not even remotely prepared to fight against a person with with Zatanna's level of skill, ability, and talent with the Mystic Arts. Um, She is the strongest magic user in the DC Universe and also one of the most skilled and talented ones. It's false. Give it, give it. Let me, let me, let me me do this real fast. Let me get this. You ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. Listen, how can you say that somebody can just say, do something instantly when they have, she literally has to say things backwards in order for her magic to work. Scarlet Witch doesn't have to, doesn't have to, uh, you know, it's not going to be an instantaneous thing. She's going to say something backwards and Scarlet Witch is going to respond. Scarlet Witch has gone toe to toe just from the MCU against Thanos uh, and, and whooped his ass. Zatanna would get absolutely destroyed by him, not to mention who she's gone up against the comics. She has been considered one of the biggest level threats in the Marvel Universe and is very scary. Zatanna is not. <laughs> you little bitch. Who won that one, Brianna? You guys get it. <laughs> who, won, who won that one right now? You tell us who won it. Tap it. I'm crying. Tap it, Heather. Tap it. <laughs> oh, we're jumbled now. <laughs> Listen. Welcome back. Listen, just just Google it. Just Google it, guys. You'll see. You'll see I who did the, Google uh, it. the clear winner it said is. Here. Zatanna would win. No, so it was whatever. It did, I I'll send you the link. Whatever. I don't want to see your weird. <laughs> Bright, <laughs> bright Bart fucking article about. Yeah. So are we gonna have so, this up on Facebook to vote? Yes. Okay. Cool. Get off my back, Blake. He only Jesus does he only, he only does the ones that he thinks he's he thinks he's gonna win. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> Video funny. editing takes time. I only have so much time in a week. Ben, um, who who won that argument? Ben, I want your input. I want to know what Brianna said. What did you say? Brianna, who won the fight? The music. Who won that? Um. I think Scarlet Witch and Zatanna should team up. Boo! And who won? Wow. Who would win in a fight? Come on, right now. Who, she's trying, she's trying to be Switzerland over here. Who, who would, who would, <laughs> it's 
It's hard to say. Like, I've seen Zatanna go up against demons and shit, but yeah. I know that Scarlet Rich got rid of all the mutants, so I, I'm not really sure. It's hard to go up against somebody that literally can alter the like the people. She's literally altering the odds of somebody being able to hit her. She has the power of so many other people uh, through her chaos magic. There is yeah. a problem. If Zatanna's ability to speak is impeded, then she is yeah. kind no of... More, no more mouth, Zatanna. Oh, what, are you gonna do there? what are you going to do there? Well, you didn't bring that up in the argument. Oh. So. Oh. Look, look at me doing Whoops. it now. Everybody's oh, still listening, though. <laughs> <laughs> whatever ben, oh, ben shut up <laughs> i don't even agree with that yeah, that's <laughs> the stupidest thing dumb ever. the top hat is cute yeah. you know ben nobody asked you all right <laughs> man oh okay uh well uh as always um i would love to uh say thank you to our sponsors blake hickman construction uh drop the mic dj service uh picture what designs uh uh, the Rock and Roll Drive-In, Lennox and Jude Photography. Um, am I, is that everyone? Is that everybody? Yeah. Also, Doritos. <laughs> Doritos are our new sponsor. They gave us this bag for free. They should have been. Also, Dasani. Dasani gave us this water uh, for free. Ben, Superman can't even solo Hulk. Like That's not even counting Sentry, Sentry Hyperion, yeah. Guardian, uh, Plus, Gladiator. plus, Superman is weak against magic. You get a character yeah. that, yeah, you, there's a and lot of magic characters in Marvel that. Can yeah, go. there's so many Superman level characters in the a Marvel molecule universe. Molecule Man could just disintegrate Superman. Yeah, yeah. Nah, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, uh, we have a Patreon. Um, we have some exclusive content on there. We have our series "Give Me Five, where I give Blake and Jared five facts about an anime they've never seen, and they try to come up with what an episode would be about. <laughs> so um, it's hilarious, and every once in a while, I even get something right. Uh, we also have our Hot Chip Challenge video on there, and we also, <laughs> uh, coming up, we'll be adding the continuing adventures of our hero, Kidos, uh, the Spearman, uh, as we <laughs> collectively write that story. Um, also, all of the links to all of our sponsors and to our socials and everything are in the show notes. Um, feel free to check that out. It's just an easy way to get to everything. Um, if you would like to send us any questions, especially once we're off the air, you can get a hold of us on our website, comicallyinclined.com. We have a contact page there. And you can just fill out your information and send us a question, and we'll read it live on the air. Um, podcasts and uh, live shows like this that are internet-based kind of survive based on ratings. So if you could follow, like, and share uh, the stream as well as go to uh, all of the uh, online sources we stream from, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, we're literally everywhere. Um, you can leave us a rating and give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, it's in the show notes, but please check out the Shepherd and the Horn Serpent. The the Shepherd and the Horn Girl. <laughs> I'm gonna do this one more time. Check out the Shepherd and the Horned Girl by Brianna Bright, uh, our head writer and this amazing writer to my left. Uh, and let's see. Oh, we need to pick uh, our, uh, our Are You Done for next week. Should have done it earlier. Like, we should have done it earlier. Brianna, are there two superheroes you would like to see 
have it out. And keep in mind that they need to be relatively balanced. Yeah, yeah they need to be heroes or villains. Same. Heroes or villains. Heroes. Oh, villains would be kind of fun. <clears throat> yeah, like Thanos versus Darkseid. Yeah, and then Thanos yeah. needs an Infinity Gauntlet to make that an even fight. Yeah, that's true. Like Thanos versus Mongol would be a better fight than Thanos versus Darkseid. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. Um, What about, like, Constantine versus someone? Who uh, be good is there a male... Uh, or is there another magic user? In you know what Marley? would be fun is not him against a magic user, but Constantine versus Legion. Okay. Professor X's son. Yeah, yeah, we okay. can do that. Right. Constantine versus Legion. I'll I would defer to you, sir. You pick. I'll take Constantine. Is, is it Legion considered like in the top five strongest? Yeah, he's an Omega level mutant. Yeah, that's what I thought. Constantine's very powerful in his own right. Okay. Though. Yeah, we do still need to do one with Lobo. For sure, we just can't. Like we can't decide who would be a good person for Lobo to fight. Uh, so when we come up with something, uh, he lost against Wolverine in Marvel versus DC, but it literally made no sense. Lobo hits as hard as Superman, like in a just straight up like the two of them How did brawling in a bar. Huh? How did he lose? Literally, they like are having a bar fight and they fall behind the bar and you don't get to see it. And then Wolverine's the one that stands back up and Lobo stays down. They probably just decapitated him. I don't fucking know. Can't get that punch out, no hit. Word. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so for uh, everyone here at Comically Inclined, uh, you know what? I'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.